be ready to come in at 10 o'clock. Uh, and here's how it's going to work. We're going to have people at the door for you so you don't have to touch a door. They're going to be guiding you in. They'll be telling you that the next person standing there is going to give you a couple squirts of some uh, hand sanitizer. They'll be right there, boom, boom. You'll pick up your own bulletin off the table, and there'll be people in the sanctuary to help you seat. That way we can make sure we fill up all the chairs because we need three chairs between families. Okay? So if you're by yourself, there needs to be three chairs on each side. That's what they're telling us. But we'll have people in the sanctuary helping you seat. We'll have people opening the door out here. We're, we're doing everything we can to make sure we follow the rules and keep you safe, right? And we're going to continue to plead the blood of Jesus over everybody, which is way better than any hand sanitizer uh, and, and any of that kind of crazy stuff. So next, next Sunday, don't show up right at 10 o'clock because the problem is if you show up right at 10 o'clock, we're already starting and it's going to be hard for people to see, right? So, you know, 9.30, 9.45, start showing up so you can come and see, and we'll get you in there, okay? So, Wednesday, we're going to have online only. We're not going to do a parking lot because we got to get all this back again. If you were to see how messy the building is right now, we've got stuff everywhere because we have to pull it in and out all the time. So, Wednesday will be online only. No parking lot for that, regardless of the weather, okay? I'll send that message out to those that maybe weren't able to be here or watch today. Uh, but next Sunday, we will be in the house of God. It is Pentecost Sunday, so be praying all week that we have a mighty demonstration of the power. Not just a homecoming because we get to go into air conditioning, because I know for us it's hot. We don't have the air conditions. But we want a mighty move of the demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit. We need that outpouring in our area. We need that in our lives. And that's what we're praying for for this week. All week is that Sunday we will see that again. Amen. So let's pray that that's going to happen. But before we get there, today we're going to worship. We're going to have a great time. And uh, we're glad that you're here with us and tuning in online around the world. Listen, if you didn't know, our services play five times a day, every day. We have people from around the world that watch. That's why we play them all through the day and night. That way people, depending on where they live, they can tune in and watch it. We don't always put it on Facebook, though. The only time it's live on Facebook is this and, and Wednesday, okay? All right, come on, anybody ready to worship this morning? Y'all need to get out your cars. Y'all are like, act like they're sleeping this morning. Come on, y'all got to get out your cars. Y'all got to get pumped up, because we are. Come on. ready this morning? Come on. We need to worship.
starting to get a little warmed up. Come on. Hey, hey, listen. You know, I, I was going to say this, but you are here moving in our midst, in the midst of a parking lot, right? He's, he's not bound by a building. In the middle of a parking lot. Come on.
Listen, this is worship right here. Stand in the middle of a parking lot, worshiping God. Amen. Hallelujah.
darkness tremble, Jesus, Jesus, your silence fills, Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble, Jesus, Jesus, your name, come on, your name. for the rain today. We are so thirsty for a move, God. Lord, we need your spirit to move again in this parish. We need revival in this parish. Lord, we need your spirit to free people that are addicted, people that are chained down. We need your spirit 
We pray right now, open the windows of heaven and let it rain, God. Let it rain down in this place. Let it rain. Let it rain. You know, one of the differences today compared to when we sing it in the building, we pray, Lord, open the windows of heaven and pour it down. And we have this mental picture that it stays in the building. It can't stay in today, guys, because it's just going to fall down and it's going to run and it's going to ooze and it's going to follow the wind. And Listen, we've got to press in hard right now. God, we need your spirit. Let it rain. Let it rain. Won't you open? Come on, sing it, girls. Come on. Jesus. Father, we need your spirit. We need a mighty move of your spirit again. God, we come against these attacks on the church around the nation right now. In the name of Jesus, and we just speak life and freedom into them in the name of Jesus. Right now, God, we release that. We release it right now, God. Their doors will open. People will be allowed to worship the hindrances that have been stopping them. We rebuke them and we bind them in the name of Jesus Christ. And we speak freedom and life right now. Come on, let's sing it. Come on. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain. Let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain. Let it rain. Open the floodgates of hell. Come on, one more time. Let it rain. Let it your spirit pour out your spirit oh god let it rain father let it rain upon your people let it rain upon this land let it rain upon this land we are a people that are thirsty break open the rocks god bring the water from the desert if you have to but let it rain let it rain in the name of jesus Pour out your spirit upon us, God. Pour out your spirit. Come on, if you agree with that, I want you to give me a shout of praise this morning. Come on. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. Woo. All right, we're going to move on to something else. If you want to get in your car to turn air conditioning on or you can stay outside, it don't matter. But either way, I'm grabbing a little bit of water. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, I'm so thankful for the worship team we have. Y'all give it up for the worship team. Hallelujah. Thank you, sir. Coming in here early in the morning, 
having to put up with all the changes that we have to do every week. Honestly, not knowing sometimes till the very last minute if we're going to have to flip things around, bring them out here, set up in there. And it's just, it's a constant for us. I'm just so thankful for them and, and just putting up with all this, man. And, you know, we've grown through this. We, we, we don't get some of the practice time that we need sometimes, but we, we just, oh, thank you. Ooh, that one looks like it's cold. Hallelujah. Okay. Whew, I'm, I'm keeping a lot of water because I want to I bring something to you this morning. If you've got version Bible, I want you to turn on, go to version and go to events. I have all my notes in there. version Bible, just go to events and you'll find New Life Marksville right there and you'll have my, the scripture references. You, you won't have all of the notes, but you'll have all the scripture references to it. Over the last few weeks, we've been talking about how we, we can't move beyond God's word. We saw the fact that we have this, this prophet, this evil prophet, as we learned Wednesday, uh, named Balaam. He was not a false prophet because when he spoke, he had the ability to curse or he had the ability to bless, and God was speaking to him. So the Jewish uh, historians don't call him a false prophet. They call him an evil prophet. He was a very carnal prophet. So we see the fact that, that he was being paid to curse the children of Israel. Can I tell you that, number one, that is not going to happen? Uh, I, you know, I don't understand why he kept trying to do it other than he wanted the money. But, you know, we're going to go to Numbers chapter 23 today, and I want to show you. I, I always tell you that the Word of God is alive. I'm going to grab my Bible right here. I put it here today so I can get it. I just don't have enough room on my stand. This book is alive. In one verse, it can tell you where you're doing wrong, and in the same verse, it can encourage you of how much God loves you all at the same time. It, it is alive. It, it brings bread to us. It's the washing of our minds through the washing of the Word. The Holy Spirit is constantly revealing and tearing away at the pieces of it so that more and more are revealed to us. And that's why we should never become bored in reading it because we can always find Jesus in it. We can always find something. I want to show you today out of Numbers chapter 23, and here's the title of this. God has not changed his mind about you. Listen to me. God has not changed his mind about you. The same few books here, the stories that we were looking at, where we see them trying to curse and all of this, I'm going to show you God has not forgot about you. God has not changed his mind about you. If you are a child of God, if you have given your heart to Jesus Christ and submitted to his lordship and are, are following discipleship to learn his ways, he has never forgot about you. He has never forsaken you. He has not changed his mind about you. Let's look in Numbers chapter 23. I want to start here in verse 1. Balaam said, build me seven altars here and prepare some bulls and seven rams for me. What has happened is, is they have come up now to a, to a place where he's, he's with the king Balak, and they're going to build seven altars, and they're going to go ahead and do these um, altars. They're going to sacrifice the bullocks, the bulls, and the rams to hopefully change God's mind. But listen to this. Balak did as Balaam said, and the two of them offered a bull and a ram on each altar. Then Balaam said to Balak, stay here beside your offering while I go aside. Perhaps the Lord will come to meet with me. Like perhaps the Lord is going to change his mind because I offered him a bull or, or any offering I can give him, I'm going to change God's mind. 
Now remember, what we're talking about is, is, is the children of Israel have been blessed. If you go all the way back into Genesis, which we're going we're gonna to get there, Genesis chapter 12, and you were to read that, you'd see the fact that it says, The Lord has said to Abraham, Go from your country and your people and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you, and I will make you a great name, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. This is God saying this. And all people on earth will be blessed through you. Perhaps the Lord will meet with me and change his mind, right? Whatever he reveals to me, I will tell you. Then he went off to a barren height, and God did meet with him. See, that's why he's considered a carnal or evil prophet, not a false prophet, because God did meet with him. But jump down to verse 7, and this is where I want to show you. God did not forget his people, even though, if you look back, they were, there was sin in the camp. There was things they were doing wrong, but God did not completely withdraw from them, but yet he wasn't happy with them. There was some judgments that came upon them, but he was still there. Look at verse 7. Then Balaam spoke his message. Balak brought me from Aram, the king of Moab, from the eastern mountains. This is him, Balaam, telling God this. Come here and curse Jacob for me. Come and denounce Israel. And this is now God basically explaining to him. And he says, how, and now Balaam is speaking what he feels God. How can I curse those who God has not cursed? How can I denounce those whom the Lord has not denounced? Look at this. From the rocky peaks, I see them. God says, from the rocky peaks, I see them. From the heights, I view them. I see a people who live apart and do not consider themselves one of the nations. Who can count the dust of Jacob or number even a fourth of Israel? Let me die the death of righteousness and my final end be like theirs. You see, he was showing them there. God spoke to him and he went back to Balak and he's showing them, I can't curse them. I can't curse what God has blessed. So listen, don't walk around like the enemy or people are cursing you. Because if they begin to curse you, all you have to do is say, God, thank you for my blessing. Because the minute you recognize your blessing, it curses those that curse you. And when you bless those people, it will bless them. You see, don't act like during this time right now that you're running around in fear. You're afraid of, of what might happen. If you will stand up and be the mighty man or woman of God that you really are, you will say, listen, this virus will not get me. If I get sick, I'm just sick, but it's not stopping my blessing. If it kills me, I just get to go to see Jesus early. But I'm not going to live in fear. I'm going to wash my hands. I'm going to put a mask on if they tell me, but I'm not going to bow down to this thing because it can't curse me. My finances aren't cursed because I give. My life can't be cursed because I'm living a righteous life to the Lord through the blood of Jesus. The enemy cannot come and curse me. God has not changed his mind about you. Jeremiah 1.12 I want you to write that down. Don't turn there because we need to stay in numbers. But I want you to write that down and listen to this. Let me get some more water. I, I've never read it in this translation. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> what does the word say about you? The word says that you're blessed and you're highly favored. 
As a child of God, you said in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, whatever you ask in his name shall be done. Jeremiah 1.12 in the NIV, listen to this. The Lord said to Jeremiah, you have seen correctly. God, I, it says, for I, God, am watching to see my word is fulfilled. God watches over the words he spoke over you. He looks over the things that he wrote in here that apply to your life. He is not sleeping. He is not slack. He is not one that can lie. He is not one that can go against it. He has not changed about you or about anything. And if you will start walking in that saying, I am a child of God. Yes, I'm going to protect myself, but I'm not living in fear. I'm not going to hide out anywhere because the world tells me to. I, I heard somebody the other day, they made a comment. They said, this thing is nothing but a demonic distraction from the church. That's all it is. A demonic distraction. Why? Because the church was making so much ground. We were, we were seeing things happening. We were seeing all of this. And all of a sudden, this pandemic hits us with a 0.03% death rate. 0.03. Am I bothered by people that have died because of this? Yes. But I'm not going to live in fear because of it. Why? Because he watches over his word. And if you look at what is done to the church, that's why I'm telling you I believe it is a demonic distraction. Because if you read through the word, what is the church? We come together and we break bread together. Now you can't do that anymore. We lay hands on the sick. Now we can't do that anymore either. You got to stay six feet away from them. Come on. We lay hands on those and they recover. We, we lay hands on people and they're baptized in the spirit. We can't touch each other. We can't congregate. What does that do to the body of Christ when you tell them they can't get together? Well, traditionally, it kills those weak Christians. But when you've got believers that understand what the word says and they stand upon the word that never changes, it's going to do nothing but make them grow because they're going to find people to get together. They're going to call them on the phone if they have to. They're going to find a sermon somewhere. They're going to dig in their word. They're going to get in there because they're like, devil, you're not taking me out this way because my God hasn't changed his mind about me. And he said, I'm going to be used. He said that I'm going to preach the word. He says, I'm going to go around the world. Whatever it is he spoke about you, you are going to be prosperous. Yeah, but the oil field is going away. Listen, I don't care if the oil field completely collapses and the dollar collapses. My God owns a cattle on a thousand hills, and you'll never be begging. The Word of God said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread. Your supply is not your job. Your supply is the God that owns a cattle on a thousand hill, and he has not forgotten you, and he has not changed his mind saying, I'm just going to forget about him because of all the sin in America. Listen, judgment may come to the nation that bows its knee to Baal or any other false god or idolatry, but God's children are still his children. His children are still his children, and he will never forsake us and forget about us. Whew, all right, I'm going to breathe. Now, jump down to verse 18 in Numbers 23. They do it all over again. They go to another place as if maybe God was, uh, that was the wrong place. So they started out down in Bruyette, and they, they come over here to, to Bluetown. Maybe in Bluetown we can do an altar, and they do it all over again. They do seven more altars, seven more bulls and rams, and he says what? Let me go see what God is going to say. <laughs> all over again. This time in verse 19, look at what God says. God is not a human that he should lie, not a human being that he should change his mind. 
Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? Look at that. Does he promise and not fulfill? Listen, if you get into this word right here and you start finding the promises of God over your life, it will change you forever. It will change you forever. And you keep going down in verse 20. Look at this. I have received a command to bless. He has blessed and I cannot change it. No misfortune is seen in Jacob, no misery observed in Israel. And look at this right here. Y'all know this is one of my favorite verses. Verse 21. The Lord their God is with them. The shout of the king is among them. He couldn't curse them. He couldn't curse them because of the fact that the shout of a king is among them. That word shout and praise right there. It is a shout of praise when the king walks in. It's as if the king is not entered into the court and everybody is there waiting on him. And when he comes in, they begin to shout and praise because the king has walked in. He is the victorious warring king. It also says it, it's as if the, he comes into the camp during the middle of a battle. And he's the great warrior king that nobody defeats. And the troops see that great king walk in and they just start shouting. And they start praising. Because they start shouting for what? That we're going to win? No, they start shouting because we've already won. Because they, just like when the Ark of the Covenant was with them, they didn't fear anybody. They walked out and they, they fought anybody God sent them to because the Ark was there. They knew the presence was there and God had gone before them. Listen, you can read of the battles over and over. God did not forget about his children. God did not leave them out there to die. There was times where they moved off into sin and they walked away. Like right now I'm in the shade. If I walk over here, now I'm in the light and it's hot. I can walk out of that protection, but that protection is always there, always there. Whew. Jesus. Verse 22, look right here. God brought them out of Egypt. They that have the strength of a wild ox, the strength of a wild ox, they put their eyes on what they're doing, and they just push, and they push, and they push. The wild ox is not something you want to get mad and not something you want to try to turn when it's focused on something. And that's why they refer to them as the ox, because it pulls and it pushes and pulls and it just goes. You're not going to stop it. And that's how we have to be. The enemy comes in like a flood. The, the Lord raises up a standard against it. When things start pushing at us, we start pushing back. But the problem is, is too many of us have went and hid in the corner. Like if I hide in this corner, the virus can't find me. Come on. Like the virus can't find me. I read a post this morning. I'm not trying to get political. I'm just trying to get you to understand how crazy it is that people, children of God, have hid and they're bowing down to something like this. I, I took a post this morning and I copied it. It's from California. And it, it's actually, oh, come on, phone. It, it's actually a quote from one of the judges. And that's why I was praying this morning for the church in California because the, the government there is coming against the church and they have said it is basically illegal to meet but look at what one of the judges said what they said was is that we can't trust the church we can't trust the church to follow the rules when they're at their place of worship but we can trust them to go to their jobs think about that mentality how many people how many christians when this thing all started, and this is the, the thing, it started creeping in. 
We're so against anybody at the church doing anything, but they'd go to Walmart where it's packed. Right? It's a mentality. It's the enemy trying to bring a spirit of fear on us. But God didn't give me the spirit of fear. He gave me the, the spirit of what? Love, power, and of a sound mind. You see, we can't bow down to that. We, we've got to continue to believe that God is in our midst, and we are victorious, and he has not forgot us. That's why I'm teaching you these things right now, so that we can change our minds. So that when we come back into the house of God, we'll set six feet apart like they said. We won't shake hands. We'll do everything else. But if you walk in here with a spirit of fear like I might get the virus, you're not going to worship. You're, you're not going to release. You're, you're going to be sitting there more worried about what you might get from somebody else than what you're going to get from God. And you may inside say, I'm safer to stay home. I can get the same thing watching online. And that's where the enemy wants you at. That's where the enemy wants you to think, and you'll begin to separate. That's like saying that we have a, we have a gate around here and, and all the sheep, and I'm the shepherd of the sheep, and we've got another fence over there. Well, I can hang out in that field over there, Pastor. It's okay. That's not what the Word says. All right, let me get back on track. Whew. Turn over to book 24. Numbers chapter 24. Look at this. He did it a third time. A third time, went and built the altars. But now it's changing. You see, I think God was giving him a little bit of grace before. I think God was trying to show him something before, giving him a little bit of grace. But, but I think at this point, God's about done with it. Look at this. Chapter 24. They do it all again. In verse 3. And he spoke his message, the prophecy of Balaam. The prophecy of Balaam. No longer is it a word from Balaam. It is a prophecy. No longer is it, hey, I believe you're going to be okay. It's, thus saith the Lord, you will live and not die. You see, now it's a prophecy that's being released. Now it's a word straight from heaven that's got power behind it, and it will not return void because he watches over his promises. Look what he said. The prophecy of one whose eyes see clearly... The prophecy of one who hears the words of God. This is the same guy who third time has come to God trying to do this. The prophecy of one who hears the words of God, who sees a vision from Almighty, who falls prostrate and those eyes are open. Look at verse 5. How beautiful are your tents, Jacob. Your dwelling places, Israel. Like the valleys, they spread out like gardens beside a river, like aloes planted by the Lord, like cedars beside the waters. He is speaking a blessing over Israel. Another blessing. Water will flow from your buckets. They will never go thirsty. Look at this. Their seed will have abundant water. Their king will be greater than Agag. The king will be exalted. Verse 8. God brought them out of Egypt. They have the strength of a wild ox. There it is again. They devour hostile nations and break their bones into pieces. He is now speaking a blessing over them of who they are and who they are going to become. <laughs> You see, when the middle of something where you think nothing can come good out of this, there's no way I can get beyond this. When the enemy makes you crouch down and hide, you've got to remember who you are and what God has said about you. Because God has not changed his mind about you. His word will not leave. His word will not leave. All right, let me get down through this because I have one more thing after that. Go to verse 15. This is the fourth time 
He tries it. <laughs> the fourth time. Look at it again, verse 15. Then he spoke his message. The prophecy of Balaam, again, another prophecy, not a word. The prophecy of one who I see clearly. The prophecy of one who hears the words of God, who has knowledge from the Most High. Look at this. Who falls prostrate on those eyes that are open. Look, verse 17. I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star will come out of Jacob. A scepter will rise out of Israel. He's prophesying the Messiah. He's prophesying the Messiah over the chosen people. The very guy that was being paid to curse them is now prophesying their blessings and prophesying their Savior. He is releasing that. Look at here. He will crush the foreheads of Moab, the skulls of all the people. And he just keeps going down. A ruler will come out of Jacob and destroy the survivors of the city. God has not forsaken those people, and he has not forsaken you, and he has not forgotten you. He has not forgotten you. But I want you to flip your Bible over to Isaiah 43. I need to show you this. Isaiah 43, and I'm going to wrap it up for you. Whew, it's getting hot out here. Isaiah 43, verse 1. Sounds like a good time to take a water break. Hallelujah. Isaiah 43, verse 1. Look what it says. Don't fear. I have redeemed you. Don't fear. I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Do you possibly think that anything in all of the universe could possibly take you out of the hand of God? You are mine, he says. And as long as you remain in the place where I am yours, there's the key. The Lord says, you are mine. I bought you with the blood of my son. But as long as you stay in the place where you submit to saying, yes, Lord, I am yours. That, that protection and that blessing will remain. Look at this. I read this in a book. God actually commands us not to fear or worry. And the phrase fear not is used in the Bible at least 80 times. Most likely, they said, because he knows the enemy uses fear to decrease your hope and limit your victory. Let me say that again. The enemy uses fear to decrease your hope and limit your victory. Come on. You've got to have victory because the king is in the middle of the camp, and you can't be cursed when the king is in the middle of the camp. Mm. Church, God has not forgot you. And we are at such a powerful time in the church history, I believe, in this nation and around the world. What will become of the church? Now that opposition has finally come against the church, will we forget that we serve the God that created everything? Will we forget the very God that brought us up out of Egypt? The very God that supplies all of our needs. The very God that when we were in our lowest times in the middle of a desert struck the rock and brought water to us. The same God that while we were in the desert place when, when we felt like there was no hope brought food to us. You see, you can find yourself in the picture of the children of Israel as they came out of Egypt. 
That was you when you were lost in bondage before Jesus. And here you are, you're walking your life with him. And sometimes you got to go around the mountain so you can learn that lesson and you can get it down inside you so the enemy doesn't get you again in that area. But not one time while they were living in sin, even making an idol, did he stop loving them or did he change his mind and say, they are not my people. Yes, there was a time when God said, I really wish I hadn't made them. But he didn't kill us, did he? That's because he loves us. Jesus loves us. And he has not changed his mind about loving you. And he has not changed his mind about blessing you and about taking care of you. You change your mind when you trust the world more than you trust him. Guys, listen, we've got to learn to trust even more than we ever have before. Stimulus checks are great. Jobs making tons of money are great. But what if it all goes away? What if it's illegal to even own a Bible anymore? Will you be able to stand? I'm telling you, I'm, I'm just giving you that warning that you need to be with the Lord to the point where you know who you are and that he loves me no matter what I go through. What if you're in the middle of a battle somewhere across the world and you don't have a Bible or anything? What are you going to do? What if you're in prison? Are you going to sing like Paul and Silas? Or are you going to cry? Oh, Jesus, I don't know what to do. I'm going to praise my way out. I'm going to shout. Listen, if I'm in a situation where they're going to kill me anyways, I'm going to go out on top. I had a pastor tell me many years ago. He said, Rich, if they ever try to run you out of town for preaching the gospel, get up in front as they're chasing you. Act like you're in charge. Say, come on, y'all follow me. <laughs> get up there and act like you still know what you're doing. Lead them to Christ no matter what. So, guys, listen. I just wanted to bring that word to you today that God has not changed his mind about you, about this house, about saving this nation, about the entire world, because Jesus Christ died for all of us. And listen, if you're here with me today or you're watching online and Jesus is not your Lord and Savior, I want him to become your Lord today. You'll feel the Holy Spirit just getting inside of you saying, you know what, I need, I need Jesus. I need to change. I'm not, I can't be, remain the way I am. I want you to tell him, Jesus, forgive me of what I've done. Forgive me of all of my sins, the things that I've done against you. I want you to just, your blood to wash me and cleanse me as the Bible says it will. And I acknowledge you as Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God. That they killed you by crucifying you. They buried you, but you came back alive again. And now you're in heaven waiting for me. I want you to tell him those things today. It's not about a scripted prayer. It's about the fact that, that you need Jesus and you need, you need his forgiveness. So listen, if you're here today or you're watching online, I want you to text me. Guys, we've been having people across the nation texting us, telling us that they're receiving Jesus. If you're online today, it's 59769, I think it is. Let me, I'm trying to find it real quick. I know they're putting it on the screen for them guys. Let me find it. Problem is that I moved from, from podium to podium. And by doing that, there it is, 59769. 59769. And just put the word grace. 59769, the word grace. And listen, it's going to send you a link. You fill it out, name, address, phone number, email address. And I want to connect with you. I want to give you a gift. And we've had people around the nation doing that. Every service, we're having people get saved. 
I send them a gift, I connect with them, and I contact a local church, give them their information so a local church can connect with them. Guys, we're, we're, we're seeing people saved. We're seeing people saved here in our own parking lot. So today, if you receive Christ, if you rededicated your life saying, I want to follow Jesus, or I've been walking away, just text 59769, the word grace. I want to pray for us this morning, and then I'm going to give you some more instructions after that. So Father, I thank you for your word, and I thank you that you have not forgotten us. I thank you that you have never changed your mind. Your love is eternal. We don't even understand it. God, continue to watch over your church around the world, God, but especially right here, watch over us. Give us the wisdom and the strength to continue to walk forward and do your will, do your will for, for our lives and to reach the people of this parish and this region for your glory. Lord, that every person in this region would come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. People in this parking lot right now, Lord, if they're sick in their body, I release health to them right now. I release healing and miracles in their lives. Lord, I know there are some that may, may have been out of work. Lord, I just pray right now that they will be blessed with work. They will be blessed with finances, God. Just supernaturally, I release it to them right now. And I ask this all in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And if you agree with that, I want you to say amen this morning. Amen. Hey, y'all can go ahead. Listen, live stream, we're going to go ahead and sign off here. Uh, we love you guys. Listen, we'll be back Wednesday night at 7 o'clock on live. So check us out on Facebook. If you're there, like our page. Send us the contact information. Let us know who you are. Amen. So we love you guys online. Amen. Bless you. Thank you.